0: Amen. You can be seated. Romans chapter 6. You know, uh, Friday night we had our, like a New Year's Eve prayer service up here for an hour. And there's a little uh, word that the Lord had given me for our church. And it wasn't so much about the new year. It was about the past year. It was about being thankful and and stirring ourselves up in way of remembrance to remember what God has done. It's so easy to forget we, we remember the pain and the heartache and the things that aren't going our way and We seem to forget the goodness of God and the answered prayers and the things that the Lord has done for us But I want us this morning to talk the, the word that the Lord's given me is about this coming year And about just our walk with the Lord in the coming year and specifically an admonition from the scriptures about uh, Walking in Christ as he would have us to with the freshness But I want you to read with me if, in Romans chapter 5 6 Verses one through five, Romans six one through five. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many as of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. And I want us to focus on, the Lord would have us to focus on verse 4, that second part, it says that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. We're told all through the Bible that Christ is our example, that the Lord Jesus Christ is our example, and that what is given to us in Christ in his death, his burial, his resurrection, his uh, life on this earth filled by the Holy Ghost and walking in the power of the Spirit, living a life that's pleasing to the Father only and solely, that this is an example to us. Christ is more than an example, but he is an example. If you're going to pick an example to follow, follow Christ. Amen following it but we have to be born again and so he's talking about as christ was raised up from the dead we know the story of the resurrection of jesus christ the account of the resurrection of jesus like that in a comparison to that even so we now it's turned from the lord to us to people that are born again to people that are saved by the grace of god people that are new in christ that we should walk in newness of life okay we should walk In newness of life and i want to tell you this morning that that there is a newness in christ it's not simply a new year i don't know how many of you make new year's resolutions i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that if you do it but i'm saying there's a newness in christ that surpasses all other newness newnesses is that a word uh it's not simply a new year it's not simply a new look no people can change the way they look they're going to Get a different haircut or something going to get a new job they, they get to a new school they, they get a new house they get a new uh new set of clothes they might change their accent and try to talk different uh might get a new set of friends a new car a new waistline a new hairline okay people can change these things and and yet the bible says therefore if any man be in christ he's a new creature old things are passed away Behold, all things are become new. The Lord does that. The Lord does that. Amen. And so it far surpasses New Year's resolutions. Again, I'm not against that. I don't personally do them. Uh, I'm just setting myself up for failure probably half the time. If I'm determined I'm going to do this and don't do it, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But the Bible says, Jesus says the very end of the Bible Revelation 21 5, and he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write these words for, for they are true and faithful. Amen. So there is a newness in, in Christ. There's only two times in the Bible that word newness is used. One is what we just read in Romans 6, where it talks about walking in newness of life. The other is also in Romans, and it talks about serving the Lord in newness of spirit. So walking in newness of life and serving the Lord in newness of spirit. Newness means pretty much what you would think it would mean. It means a renewal, a freshness, something that's new. And so being born again by the will of God. If you're saved, you've been born again. Amen. You have to be born again or we're not going to see the kingdom of heaven. But being born again by the will of God is the, the change of all change. changes. People think that a new year just something magical about it then in and of itself it's just going to bring all this change that you know 2022 is going to be oh we hope it's so much better than 2021 all these thoughts there's really nothing to that if you want to be changed if you want to be new if you want to be better if you want to be improved so to speak or really transformed and new it's all in christ and it's in christ not only for going from being lost to saved but being a child of god and growing in that walking in a newness of life being born again by the will of god is the change of all changes it's a transformation of all transformations it's the newness of all newness that could ever be imparted to a life does anybody stay up i'm sure you do and maybe stay up and you know welcome in the new year kind of thing and maybe if you're looking at tv you see the big celebrations in new york city and some other big cities around the country and around the world there's just this big hoop and holler and all that but i was looking we we happened to be up the uh, the other night uh new year's eve at that time and saw i, I clicked I just right at that second i turned on the tv and i want to see everybody's masked up in new york city you know or whatever and they're they're counting down but and there was a shout but i'm looking at the faces they were zooming in they're playing the music and all the confetti's coming down but you're really looking at the faces of the people they were not happy I'm serious. There was no kind of joy. It was just, this is what we're supposed to do on New Year's Eve. We're supposed to get excited, and we're supposed to hoop and holler and this, think this New Year's to be so much better. But when you, the camera was zooming in on different people in the crowds, there was no joy in their countenance. There was no joy in their faces. That newness that they're longing for and don't even know that they're longing for is found in Christ. It's only found in Christ. I'm not making fun. I was lost like that. It's just simply it's not there. The the world is empty. It's all vanity. It's going to leave. They'll they'll make another new resolution. They just get older. Our bodies just get older. We just nothing really changes. Get a whole new haircut. Everything's changed. But nothing's changed. Nothing's changed without Christ coming into the life. The Bible says we're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. That's salvation by the gospel, by the living word of God and it's the change of all changes. The newness of all newnesses that could ever be is through the Lord himself. That whatever could be imparted to a human being, that would be the transformation of all transformations is found in Christ. Everything else is temporary. Everything else is superficial. Everything else is still just, uh, you know, like you've heard people say the Titanic's going down and people are rearranging the, the, the furniture on the deck. It's like it's, it's doing no good, okay? The whole ship's sinking, and we're making sure that the furniture is straight on the deck. And that's kind of how it is with a human being in their life. If without Christ, we say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose some weight. Well, that's good. If, you need, if you're overweight and need to get healthier, that's a wonderful thing. But even that's temporary, amen? But as believers, we can do it for the glory of God. Do it as unto the Lord. It gives some eternal value to it. It brings, that's what we're called to do in this life. I want to read this because this change that we're talking about, the lost versus the saved and, and understanding that it comes from the Lord. When Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees, he said, Pharisees, unbelieving Pharisees, he says, why do you not understand my speech? And he gives the answer, even because you cannot hear my word, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. That little word of is very important. It has to do with origin has to do with origin okay you're of your father the devil i can't believe jesus said that to them well he said it to them he spoke the truth in love to them he died for them a, a little while after this he loved them very much but they couldn't hear his words they weren't new in christ they weren't new in christ and they weren't they weren't saved they weren't converted and it was it was as though the lord jesus his ministry his words his speech his origin it was all to the Pharisees everything about Jesus was foreign it was like if you and I were on another planet all of a sudden and someone's if there was a life on another planet someone came and spoke to us or dropped in the middle of some foreign country and everything about their culture their life different what they what they're saying to us we don't understand it that's how it is when a person is lost And and blinded to the things of God. And this is how the Pharisees were. They didn't have to be that way. They didn't have to reject Christ. Because if they had turned to the Lord, he would have opened their eyes and given them understanding and salvation. But it was though it was foreign to them. They weren't made new in Christ. And this was just the reason they were the way they were was their own hardness of heart. But you could see that they were lost. Jesus said, you are from beneath. I am from above know that scripture he said, you're from beneath, I'm from above. He goes, therefore, you're not understanding my words. He, he goes, and this is the greatest transformation possible when the Lord can take someone who's lost and make them safe, someone who's bound in sin and set them free. Translate someone from darkness to light, from death to life. The Lord Jesus can do that. So we're talking about newness in Christ, This is what we're talking about. There's nothing to compare to it. You know, you want to learn a foreign language. I'm determined to do that this year. Well, that's wonderful. Do that. Do it for God's glory. You're determined to get in better physical shape. You're determined to learn a musical instrument. You want to play for God. You know, you're determined to witness to more people. These things are certainly of the Lord. Commit them to the Lord. Ask God to help you and strengthen you. But if there's any true transformation that takes place in the life of a human being, human being, it's going to be the working of Christ by his spirit and the one who's trusted in him and believed this gospel. And so these Pharisees, they were of another origin. They were of another spirit. They were of another father. Jesus said that. But if any man be in Christ, that man has been made new in Christ. It's not just that we joined a religion. We didn't just join a church. We didn't just sign up to uh, uh, some new habits and practices that are religious Oh, you and people that don't know and they look at your life and they see, you know, they remember you in high school that they remember you in college and you're so different now because you're saved and the Lord's transformed your life. They don't get it. They don't understand. They think maybe you went on a religious kick or something like that or just got more serious about life or more religious but no, we've been made new in Christ. This is the message that we have to bring to lost people. What you're searching for is in Christ. Newness that is, that is only found in Christ. Amen. And so if any man's born of the spirit of God, we have his nature. And that's a totally different nature. It's not like any man, man you could find. It's not like the best of men or women you could find. The newness that we have, the change is that Christ is in us now. The hope of glory. It's Christ's nature, it's the Holy Spirit, we're born of God. Nicodemus didn't understand it, right? Jesus said, you must be born again. He wanted to grasp it. The Lord didn't rebuke him. He said, but you're your teacher of the law and you don't know these things? And, he, and, the, and the man says, do I go back in my mother's womb and be born again? How is this possible? He says, you have to be born of the, of the blood and of the Spirit, it's a spiritual birth, and in the spiritual birth, everything's new. It, the whole thing starts over, the whole new life, and it's the life of Christ. Paul told the Galatians, I'm laboring with you till Christ be formed in you again, because they had strayed uh, from the truth and the simplicity that was in Christ. But this is not a New Year's resolution. This is not simply a new direction for the same old sinner, that's what the world does. They repackage their sinful life that's not been made new. It's not transformed. It's not changed by the blood of Christ. And they're going to turn over a new leaf in life. And in self-discipline, we can do a lot. I'm not going to knock that. People can do a lot through self-determination, but nothing eternal. Not an inward transformation. It cannot take place. We are by nature the children of wrath until God quickens us by his spirit. Ephesians 2, you who are dead in sins, he's quickened by his spirit, amen, are made new in Christ, are brought to life. It's not simply a new direction for the same old sinful man or woman, but it's a complete newness in Christ. It is a change from the inside out. It is a change from the inside out, and the world cannot do that. All of men coming together and scratching their heads and getting a consensus of how we can do this, they can't do it. They cannot transform a life. Only the Lord can do that. We're created in his image. He is the Savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And he says, come unto me, and I'm going to do this in your life. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to make you new. You will be born again. How? By the Spirit of God. That's a whole new... I started over. Whatever age you are, when you get saved, it's a fresh new start, and it's a whole new life. Amen? Everything's new. I want to read this from Hebrews, talking about a trans, transform from the inside out. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. Before they were on tables of stone. They were outward. Okay? Okay? And they were projected on men's people's lives. And it was like they were under it, but they didn't have the ability to perform. But he says in the new covenant, I will put my laws in their mind. I will write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. Amen. I want you, if you would, to turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter one. John chapter one. Let's read verses 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Y'all see, that is very important. To become sons of God takes a miracle. To become sons of God is not a New Year's resolution. It's not self-determination. Although we do decide to follow Christ, amen, and give our lives to the Lord, we understand. But the work that takes place to become sons of God takes a miracle. It takes a life uh, transformation and newness of life in Christ. It's something only he can do. It takes a work of God upon the life, not merely a religious uh, adherence. Or something like this that which is born of the flesh jesus told nicodemus is flesh this this sounds so simple but it's important that we grasp this that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit so you got the flesh and you got the spirit we're all born of the flesh everybody that's got breath in them has been created in the image of god everybody's born in the flesh but everybody's not born again everybody's not born of the spirit that which is born of the spirit is spirit and this is the the miracle that has to take place it's a miracle wrought by god by his grace in the man to the woman the young person that believes in the lord jesus christ we believe to the saving of the soul the bible says the lord gives power to men we just read it but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So when we, we don't know that all this is necessarily taking place when we believe the gospel and say, I believe it, I'm under conviction of my sin, I know I'm a sinner, I know you're the Savior. Save me, come into my life and save me, forgive my sins, make me yours. We don't understand all that's taken place, but it, there's a miracle that takes place. We're born again. We're born of his spirit. We didn't know that at that moment he gave us power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And then he goes on to say that He go, that this newness is not simply, as I said, a, a New Year's resolution or me determining to do better. I guess that would be the point here. Look what he says in verse 13. Verse 13 we were born not of the blood, nor of the will of, of the flesh, So it wasn't just your fleshly will, nor of the will of man, but of God. This was not flesh and blood. This was not simply the will of the flesh. This was not simply the will of man. I put my trust in Jesus Christ, and he did a miracle, and I was born again. Who did that? The Lord did that. I was born of his spirit. Amen. And you were born of his spirit. Now, I will say this. When it says not of the will of man or the will of the flesh, you're certainly... God's certainly not going to save us apart from our will being surrendered to him. But still, just sheer determination doesn't make me born again. I need God. Amen. My will is surrender to the Lord, and he takes it from there and does all this work, this newness of life in this transformation. Amen. And so now with this newness in Christ, there necessarily comes a new lifestyle. That's what we opened with in Romans 6-4. That as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should what walk in newness of life. That we should walk in newness of life. So with that new birth, with that new origin, with that new spirit of Christ in us, necessarily comes a new walk. Amen? There comes a new walk, a new behavior, a new lifestyle, a new mindset new practices, new actions, new speech, new motives, new affections, all of that is necessarily to be new. And it's not just new in the sense it's different. It's new in the sense of it's, Christ, it's Christ-like. its Amen? Some people can just change how they act and behave and speak and talk, and I don't watch TV anymore, and I, and I don't drink alcohol anymore, and I don't do this anymore, and they change it. I'm, not, I'm determined not to curse anymore. And I'm determined to, to be nice but none of that is, is the transformation that we're talking about. Christ in us is formed and Christ, we're to walk in this newness of life that we've already been given. So I don't determine the rules and say, I think I'll do this, this, and this. We go to the word of God and by the grace of God and by the Holy Ghost working in us as we yield to the Lord day by day, we're being transformed and what's in is going to start coming out. What's inward is going to start coming out. We're going to start loving our neighbor as ourself. We're going to start loving the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind. We're going to start preferring one another. This is not a New Year's resolution. This is that life. Christ is already that way. That new life that's in us is already that way. And so there comes a new walk with that. I need to be mindful of that. I need to be mindful. Is this fruit being produced in my life? Am I walking in newness of life? Am I behind schedule, so to speak? Like those in Hebrews 5, when the, when Paul says, for the wind, you ought to be teachers. You're having to be taught again. You're, you're, you're like babes. Well, they were they were saved. They had the life of Christ in them. They were born again. But they were babes. It was time for them to grow up ephesians 4 speaking the truth and love grow up this is what we're talking about we need to constantly be examining ourselves and seeing lord i know that with this new life that you've given me the life of christ comes a new walk and a new lifestyle and lord i'm lacking here i'm coming short here i'm falling way short because i keep holding christ up which we're supposed to do and we see how far we are and we almost come to a place of despair Even as believers saying, well, how will I ever get from here to there? And the Lord says, I'll get you from here to there. Just keep your eyes on me. Keep humble. Keep a contrite spirit. Have a teachable spirit. Ask me for your help. Abide in me. Right? Abide in Christ. So there comes a new walk that is befitting of the life that we have in Christ. The life is there. We're, we're, we're not saved. If the life of Christ is not in you, you're not saved. But if you're saved, the life of Christ is in you. It, it's there. Amen? It's there. He is there by the presence of the Holy Spirit, the abiding of the Holy Spirit. And we are to walk in this. I need to take my eyes off of the world. I need to take my eyes off of myself. And I to fix them squarely upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all, the spiritually dead live like they're spiritually dead jesus was rebuking the pharisees right and we see people all around us and we know what the life we had before we came to christ the spiritually dead live they have no problem living as though they're spiritually dead a lost man has no problem living like a lost man it comes totally natural to him They live in sin, they live in darkness, they live in rebellion, they live in selfishness and hatred. They live in ignorance of their own spiritual condition, they live in ignorance of the things of God. Their conversation, their appetites, their actions, they perfectly reflect their lost condition. It just naturally comes, a lost man lives like a lost man. But we're new in Christ, and so these Pharisees lived... Like they were, like the devil was their father. Jesus said, you're of your, of your father. That's your origin. You're of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father, you're going to do. Because that's what they were. That's what they were going to do and what they did. Some got saved. Hallelujah. But a saved man is to live Likewise like we're of christ and we ought to do the things that please the lord amen that we should walk in all pleasing to the lord we can't say oh i'm new in christ i'm a christian i'm born again i'm born of the spirit and yet continue to live day by day and practice like the sinner we were before coming to jesus something is wrong let every man who names the name of christ depart from iniquity okay Depart from it, depart from it, and so this thought that that one he or she that we can be saved and in, in Christ and and not live differently is unbiblical. It's it's foreign to true, true Christianity. You won't find it in the Bible. Now I will say this: you'll find it in pulpits. Not every pulpit. You'll find it in Christian books and in the Christian bookstores. You'll find it in Christian curriculums. You'll find it in churches. Uh, That it's a spouse that you can be safe and go to heaven one day and basically live the way you are. You'll find that promoted in Christian circles. You'll find it exemplified by men. You'll find it uh, that is spoken of as being not only possible, but it's it's very acceptable and even desirable. Because we don't want to be too weird and too religious and have the world think we're too weird. And so it's promoted in a lot of circles. But it makes no sense biblically, and it makes no sense to our reason that we have, that that we could say I'm new in Christ, and yet my life is not different than the life I had before I came to Christ. Something's not adding up. Either either I'm really not saved, okay, and I need to back up and stop pretending and assuming that I'm saved, and get on my face before the Lord and find out, am I born again? only ones that know that is you and the lord okay and make sure that you're saved or you're saved and you're living you believed a lie and you're living contrary to the word of god contrary to the conscience that god's given you contrary to the holy spirit who resides in you contrary to the the word of god and we need to ask god to forgive us and help us it's one of the two because they they're not compatible oh I'm, i'm born again i'm safe i'm going to heaven jesus is my savior yet there's no transformation in my life from the inside out it has this life has no grounds biblically you won't find it presented and when you do see it like in the corinthian church for example in first corinthians where they were saved and lived carnally we do see that but we don't see it as being accepted we don't see it as being uh, encouraged they're rebuked and he rebukes them for their carnality, for their immaturity. And they the grace of God, got it. They received it. They came out of their drunkenness at the Lord's suppers. Uh, They're not judging immorality within the body and allowing it continue. They came out of these things by the grace of God. So, yeah, we see it, but we don't see it. Uh, okayed we don't see it accepted it's not there and so we need to go on with the Lord's contrary to God's will for our lives everything and I'll bring be bringing this to a close but everything about the saved man is different than the man or woman that he or she was before coming to Christ everything is different we're new in Christ and we're continually being made new in Christ so it's not we have, we're new in Christ. The day you say, I do to the Lord, you're new in Christ. But we're continually from that day forward being made new in Christ. That transformation is continuing. When will the final change take place? And I, f- from the word of God, I read it in First John. When we see him, we'll be like him. For we'll see him as, his, as he is. And faith will end in sight. And we will see him in all his glory with unveiled face. We won't have to see, uh, we'll see him as he is in his glory. And when we see him as he is, we're going to be changed. Whatever remains, and there'll probably be much that remains in our lives, to be more like Christ will be completed. But between now and then, we call upon the Lord. We, we, we seek the Lord. We're asking him to help us. We don't excuse ourselves. We don't excuse our sin. We don't excuse our Unchrist likeness in our behavior or practices or speech or thoughts we confess to the Lord he's a very present help in trouble he's going to help us amen Uh, for which cause we faint not but though so we don't faint believers don't faint Christians but though our outward man perish yet the inward man is renewed how often day by day aren't you glad that inward man hallelujah is being renewed day by day renewed walking in newness of life this is what the lord is doing for us amen and only he can do for us i want to read this from colossians paul says wherefore also i labor striving according to his working which worketh in me mightily so it's not just salvation it's the ongoing work the daily renewal of the lord working in the lives of his people. Amen. I'm going to close with a couple more scriptures. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. He says to the church at Ephesus, you're saved now. You're in Christ. Very clearly, don't walk henceforth like you did before. Okay? The strength comes from the Lord, but it's no, make no uh, mistake about it. The Lord's telling us very clearly, henceforth, don't walk in the vanity of your minds like the Gentiles that are around you and that you once were. Colossians 3.10, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So it's, as I said earlier, it's not just a newness. It's a newness that's very much christ in us, it's a newness that's not like this newness or that newness. It's a newness that's like Jesus and the life that He lived on this earth by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's a glorious, wonderful, holy working of God in the life and the lives of those that He has redeemed. Amen. I would say this that you and I, as believers, should be so new that we're almost unrecognizable to people that knew us when. You know what I mean? Everybody in here has got people, most of us, they knew us when. They knew Randy when he was this in high school. They knew Randy when he was this in a fraternity at LSU. But our life should be so different that we're almost recognizable. They'd recognize me on the street, but our life, the speech. I had a friend, uh, old, old one of my best friends from high school within the last year, I don't know what, what brought it up, but he kind of contacted me and sent me a couple of pictures of us on a, a ski trip or something when we were in, in a high school on a, win, a winter break or something. And uh, he tried to kind of start up some of the old stuff, you know, like he, the old the old me. And it I just had no place in me. It's not that I felt I was better than him. It caused me to pray for him and The the life is just different, And, and with it goes a different lifestyle, and I'm glad. I'm so thankful for that transformation, but we should almost be unrecognizable to people that knew us before, maybe not physically, amen? The Apostle Paul was not the same man that he was just moments before, because when he got to Damascus, after meeting the Lord on that road... And the Lord sends a believer, Ananias, to go pray for him, that he would receive his sight and the Holy Ghost. The man Ananias says, isn't this, isn't this the one that persecuted Christians and that called upon your name? And go go your way, he's a chosen vessel that I've chosen. God had already transformed him. And, and he was unrecognizable to the people that knew him before. You probably heard me share this or maybe read it, Smith Wigglesworth. Um, in London was a plumber and he was rough and tough and gruff and unchristian not saved his wife was a Christian and served the Lord she prayed for him and while he was lost he grumbled and complained he never liked her cooking no matter what she made he never liked it he grumbled and complained about it as soon as he got saved he said she was the best cook in the world his life was just changed he was not the same man his speech was different he never read he never learned how to read And when he got saved, God gave him the supernatural ability to read the Bible. And that's all he read was the Bible. He was a different person, unrecognizable, totally transformed from the inside out. And I'm just praying for myself and for for this church body. Lord, help me to truly walk in newness of life this year. If I'm going to have a resolution, let it be, Lord, help me to walk in newness of life more this year than I ever have before, Amen. Do you can come? I want to close with a couple of scriptures. Y'all, the altars are open. I just want you to listen to this and, and say, forget all the world's newness and changes and resolutions, and we're just going to be so different. Listen what the Lord says. This is just in the Book of Revelation. Him that overcometh, will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. The Lord's given to his people. We're going to have a new name. I don't even understand what that is fully. But names are very significant in the Bible. Amen. The Lord's going to write upon us a new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna. And I will give him a white stone, and in the the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. And they sung a new song, Revelation 5, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred tongue and people and nation. They sang a new song. And they sung, as it were, a new song, Revelation 14 before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders and no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty thousand four thousand which were redeemed from the earth revelation 21 and i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away you want newness you want change walk with god amen give your life to jesus all this other stuff's going to be burn up It's rearranging furniture on the deck of the Titanic as it's hit an iceberg and going down. For the first heaven and first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The, the, the altars are open. Let's just come and worship the Lord for a m- few minutes this morning in his house. Bible says, 2 Peter, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless that is the walk that goes with the life seeing that he's making all things new seeing that all this is going to pass away seeing that there's a new heaven new earth new jerusalem that i am part of a new kingdom knowing that all that's coming and by faith laying hold on it he says see that you walk that you may be found in him in peace without spot and blameless that's the walk that goes with the life amen father we bless you this morning we thank you for making us new in Christ, God. Behold, you make all things new, Lord. We haven't seen the end of it yet. We're going to receive glorified bodies. We're going to be part of a new heaven and a new earth and live in a city called the New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, as a, a adorned as a bride for her husband. And we're going to be part of that. And God, we praise you and thank you that we can live for Christ now. We can live by your grace. We can walk in the Spirit. We can serve Jesus in newness of of spirit. We can walk in newness of life. God, would you help us and strengthen us to do that, God? In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord.